0: Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Today I receive the Word of God, to profit me, and reproof me, convict me, and instruct me the righteousness that I may become perfect and thoroughly furnished on all good works. You just quoted 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. If you have your Bibles, open it with me to Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to go a little different direction tonight. And uh, I'm, I'm still like, you know, in awe of what God did a couple weeks ago. You know, now I know. I mean, you know, you, you wake up in the morning and you think God's telling you, now I know. You're You're faithful. You're operating in faith, you know. I don't know how else to live. You know, somebody, you know, or thoughts come like, well, what happens if you lose it all? Well, what happens if I do? God's still big enough to restore everything. Job lost it all. You know, I I just love the Word of God. And, you know, it's so refreshing to read it. And, you know, the more you read it, the more you know God is really for you. I mean, and I love the names of God. Here in Matthew chapter 16, have you found it? It's on page 862. But I'm going to start with verse uh, 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they say, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But he said to them, Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, He said, You're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. You know, I don't think, I don't think Peter whispered this to him. You know, I think Peter just kind of like, you're the Christ. We all know it. You know, no getting around it. We see it. You're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Je- Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. So who did he bless? He blessed the one who said, you're the Christ. He blessed the one who knew who he was. Isn't that Right? You know, that's why, you know, Jesus came into this world. He came so that we can know God. You know, that's what John three sixteen is all about. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever shall believe upon him should not perish but have everlasting life. And John 17, 3 says this is everlasting life or eternal life. They're both the same words in the Greek. And that is to know God. You know, and when we know God, we know God is for us. We know God's got a plan for us. He has a purpose for our lives. And so he said, blessed are you, you, the one who declared who Christ was, who he was to him for sure. For flesh and blood not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I say that you are Peter on this rock. I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. You know, and I find this so interesting. It's one of my favorite passages of scripture. In fact, you know, usually, I have I've said it and shared it so many times. I have it down in memory. But I just wanted to read it out to you tonight. And I want to just go over it real slow here. When he came to the region of Caesarea uh, Philippi, he asked his disciples, "Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?" He didn't. He didn't refer to himself as deity at this time. He didn't refer to himself as the Son of God. You know, what are men saying? You know, and I believe Jesus asked this question for two reasons. Number one, to find out what the disciples were listening to. You know, I think that's important, you know. And how affected are they by what people are saying? And they said, basically, you're a prophet. You know, a lot of people say that about Jesus today. Well, he's a prophet. Well, he was a prophet, but he's also the Son of God. They said, who do you say that I am? I think that's so important because it goes on when he said to Simon Barjona, he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because I am the Christ to you. And see, what I am to you or what God is to you is what you can be to the world. This is why it's so important that we spend time knowing God. Because the more we know God, the more we display the goodness of God or we display who God is. You know, the names of God are so powerful, but the more we talk about the names of God, the more that's who God becomes in our own lives. And so it's important that, that we understand this principle is that is who God is to us is what we're going to display to everybody else that's around us. They're going to see, you know, if He's our healer, they're going to see us walking in divine health. You know, if He's our Savior, we're going to see Him you know as our redeemer they're going to they're going to see if, if, if he's our if he's jehovah nesaw the god who protects us you know he they're going to see divine protection in our life divine favor on our life they're going to start seeing these things because who god is to you is what you're going to become to the world and so we got so many different names of god that we can talk about i love the names of god and the more i study the word of god the more i see the names of god just just pop out and so it's so important that we understand this principle because he said blessed are you why was simon peter blessed well number one he had revelation he had understanding okay number two he proclaimed who he was but i really believe the one reason why simon Barjona or peter got his name changed his whole destiny changed was because he began to know who he was in god Not only who God was, but who he was in God. He began to realize, this is who you are to me. And that's so important because many of us have different callings, different occupations, different purposes in this life. And we all have to understand that God has a purpose for our lives. And when we understand that he has a purpose for our lives, and he's called us to a certain, maybe a certain occupation... You know, a, a minister friend of mine said, well, there's a difference between the calling into the ministry and being called to be an electrician. Well, I agree with that. I understand that. But I also believe that God can call you to be an electrician or an engineer or a nurse or a business person or, you know, um, you know a florist or, or whatever. God can call you to these particular things. He can put, he can say, this is my purpose for your life. And when you begin to discover your purpose for your life, then you're going to begin to operate in the blessing. And why do I say that? It's because when Elijah was instructed of the Lord to go to the brook Cherith and stay there, he said, I've commanded some ravens to take care of you. It was there that God made a supernatural, say supernatural, supernatural provision for him. Now, we don't have enough insight on it. We know that the ravens brought brought, brought flesh to him, but we don't know if it was, you know, Kentucky fried chicken, you know. We don't know if it was already prepared food, or we don't know if the flesh was brought and Elijah had to prepare it. We, we don't know if he had to build a fire. We, we just don't know. But we know this. We know that God supernaturally brought the food in because ravens, these type of birds, were very skittish to people anyway, and for them to bring in food for a man to eat was very supernatural provision. And so we call that place there. He said, if you'll go to Zarephath, I commanded a widow woman to take care of you. He went there, and God supernaturally provided. You know, and this is the thing, is that wherever your there is, God has a there for you, and he has a purpose for you. And wherever that there is and that purpose is for you, you begin to understand that God has that just in store for you. You will operate in the blessing of God. You know, one of the things that we have to be so careful is that we can see someone prosper, and we think, well, if I do that, I'll prosper. Not necessarily. Not necessarily true, because that's not what you're called, or that's not your purpose, or that's not your God assignment. You know, and this is why it's so important that we find out our own God assignment. And so this week, I had the privilege of sharing in the uh, Vicki's Bible study, and uh, I shared a little bit out of Psalms 91. I'm not going to go the same direction, ladies, for those who are there, but I'm going to go a similar direction that I shared, and I'm going to share with you the importance of understanding Psalms 91. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up the Psalms 91. And uh, I, man, I, I'm just so blessed. I got a new toy in the area of theology. And uh, I uh, had opened up to me a whole brand new level of study tools. And I got a hold of a Bible called the Names of God's Translation. And all through this Bible are the Names of God just, bam, just hit you. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're uh, in bold and they're italicized. And so, I mean, this is the first time I get to use this translation called the Name of God Translation. And I'm going to use it in Psalms 91, and you're going to love it. Tell your neighbor you're going to love it. Tell your other neighbor, wake up so you can love it. But anyway, I know it's Thursday night. Whoever, does that qualify anybody here? Lives under the shelter of Elon. Elon. Now this is what's so amazing about Elon is that this is the supreme, the supremacy of God. There's nothing higher than this name of God. He is the God of gods. I mean, he, this is it. I mean, this is all. This is more than almighty. This is supreme. This is the top notch. Can't go any higher in this. There's nowhere else to go. This is the supreme God. We'll remain in the shadow of, when we say almighty, but that's Shaddai. Another different name for God. Isn't that interesting? Two names of God right there in the first scripture. And Shaddai is almighty, or most powerful. Most powerful. Now, there's some, you know, powerful things in the world, but there's a most powerful one. There's, there's the most powerful one. There's one that can never be defeated. So he's the supreme and can never be defeated God. I like that. I don't know about you, but, but I like that. And I will say to Yahweh, oh, my goodness. Now, Yahweh, the, the, the translators, you know, for us, um, has, you know, put this in a place so that we can pronounce it. But this name of God, really, um, Yahweh or Jehovah, they're interchangeable. But actually in Yahweh, there are no vowels in it. And so it's really pronounced almost like you're, you're making a breath. Yah, like that. Well, he, we know he is the breath of God. So I will say of Yahweh, the Lord of all, that's what that means. My moxa. Or my fortress. My, my refuge and my fortress. Isn't that what it says? Alright. Which one does it say first? My refuge or my fortress? My refuge. Okay. So he, he is the Lord of, or he is the Lord that shelters me. And what does Psalms 23 say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Okay. So he is the Lord that shelters me from rain, storms, he shelters me from danger. That's what that means. He's also my Masuda, my Masuda, my refuge, my fortress, okay? In other words, he's my stronghold, or he's the strong place of protection for me. Now, I don't know about you, man. When I'm starting to think about, wow, I mean, you know, I feel like, man, I'm Superman all of a sudden. I mean, you know, I mean, if this same God dwells in me, I'm, I'm invincible. But think about it. That same God does dwell in me. I mean, if that same God dwells in me, you know, who can come against me? Who can stop God's plan for my life? You know, what plague can come nigh near me? You, you know, the, it, it, the, has anybody ever seen in the headlines, you know, heaven is going to shut down because they have COVID-19? No, heaven never shut down because there's no place that can come nigh them. Yeah. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad heaven didn't shut down? Amen? Glory to God. Because yeah, no plague can come nigh God. Well, if no plague can come nigh God, doesn't his spirit dwell in you? I mean, come on. He is an awesome God, isn't he? So he's my He's my, Masuda, my stronghold, my strong place. He's my Elohim, which means the God and the ruler in whom I trust. So he's, he's supreme. He's all powerful. He's my protector. He's my fortress. He's my stronghold. He's my shelter. He keeps me from danger. And He is the same God in whom I trust. Wow. Now, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I like this because I can trust God. I don't know about you, but, but I can trust God. And He will rescue you. And it goes on He said, He will rescue you from the hunter's tramp and from He is the one who will rescue you from the hunter's trap and from deadly plagues. Well, he is the one, means he's the deliverer. How about that? I mean, look at all the names of God that's coming out. Nezal means he is your deliverer. He's going to deliver you from the trap. He's going to keep you from even being snared. You know, you ever been broadsided by a, You know, uh, something that was totally unexpected that just really kind of knocked you off your feet, maybe emotionally. I'm not talking maybe physically, but maybe emotionally. Where did that come from? Well, he's here to protect you from that. Wow. He's here to keep that from happening, that you won't be broadsided. Isn't that good? You know, we ought to speak that over our cars, too. Amen. Never be broadsided again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He will deliver us. He will cover you with his feathers. Or he, he is Sakak, In other words, the one who covers you and shuts you in a hedge of protection. He's hedged you in. Think about that. I mean, it just it just—it just, doesn't get any better than this. And under his wings you'll find refuge. His truth is your shield and your armor. You'll not need to fear terrors of the night or arrows that fly during the day. And I love that. You know, Vicky was reading that one time and she said, you know, that's the negative things that go on, on on the world wide web. You know, when people get on Facebook and say nasty things about you and stuff like that, you know. I know that never happened to me. No one's ever said anything nasty to me on internet or, or Facebook. And I guess we need to have an altar call afterwards. I'm, I'm Not telling the truth but no it happens but you know what he'll protect you from those things I think that's interesting arrows that fly during the day that's what God showed her that you know it doesn't matter if somebody puts a website up on you and and to have a campaign against you it's not gonna harm you amen and you won't need to fear plagues that roam the dark or epidemics that strike at noon does that sound like something going on today you don't have to fear these things. Why? Because he is the supreme, most powerful ruler in your life. And he's going he has a hedge, he's got you hedged in. He's gonna deliver you from any trap or any snares. He's got you hedged in. I'm telling you, ladies who were here Tuesday, this is better than Tuesday, isn't it? Oh, thank you for all those six amens. Glory to God. We just barely got in this on Tuesday, but he's hedging you in to protect you. He's going to keep you from being broadsided. So you don't need to fear terrors. You don't need to be fearful of what the world says. Well, this is going to happen next, and that's going to happen next. Arrows that fly by day, plagues that roam from the dark, epidemics that strike at noon. They will not come near you. They're not even going to come near you. They can't come near you. Why would they come near you? They come near you, I mean, the anointing of God will squash them out like a bug. They're, they're, it, they're, they're afraid of you. They'll not come near you. Even though a thousand may fall dead beside your 10,000 at your right, hand, your, your right hand, it shall not harm you. Now, that's one of my favorite scriptures. Every time I sneeze, you know, thank you, Lord, for a healthy sneeze. Though a thousand fall on my side and 10,000 my right hand, none of these things will harm me. Will not hinder me. You will only look with the eyes and see the punishment of wicked people. So we will we'll see the judgment of God, but only on the wicked. You are Yahweh. You are I'm. You are my Meksa. You have made Elon your home. No harm will come to you. No sickness will come near your house. And He will put His angels charge over you. You know you have a. He is Jehovah Saboeth, which means the Lord of Hosts. He's put his angels around you. You don't have just one angel. I'm here to tell you, you probably got 10,000 of them. And for some of us, including me, probably, you know, 9,999 of them are bored. We're, 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 they're, they're, for our, they're, they're, they're here to serve us, to take, you know, you know, we need to use our angels more often, release our angels. To go fight the warfare that's over our children. Go fight the warfare that's going on at work. Go fight the warfare. Clear the air. You know, do some spiritual warfare for us. This is what they're giving to us. They're here to serve us. These angels are. I'll, I'll give you a little tidbit. You know, Satan's a fallen angel. He was designed to serve, not be served. That's why he should be under your feet. You've been given dominion over him. Even, even as an angel, we've been given dominion over our angels. And you've been given, given dominion over the devil too. So he'll give you his angels uh, in charge of you to protect you in all your ways. And they will carry you in their hands so that you will never hit your foot against a rock. You know, the scripture says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. You know, if we're following those steps, we're not going to stumble. We're not going to get tripped up. We're not going to, you know, uh, fall over anything that could be thrown in our ways. I also believe that this means that, you know, we need to guard our hearts to, uh, you know, make sure that we're not taking any type of offense or be trapped into an offense. Be careful that we're not trapped into some offense. You will step on lions and cobras. You'll trample young lions and snakes because you love me. I will rescue you. I will protect you because you know my name. You know my name. Because you know what? My name. God's going to protect us when we know his name. His name's so important. And who God is to use what is, is, is what you're going to be to the world. And when you call on me, I'll answer you and I'll be with you when you're in trouble. I will save and honor you. I will satisfy you with long life and I will show you how I will save you. And so I think this is so important because one of the things that. I saw here that really jumped out of me and I did a study on this and I just want you to bear with me and I hope you enjoy what I did. But, but when you're in trouble or when you call on me, I'll answer you. I'll be with you and uh, when you're in trouble I will save you and honor you. But it says because you love me, I will rescue you and I will protect you because you know my name. And when you know the name of God you know, and we know that Jesus represents all the names of God. That's why when you use the name of Jesus, you're speaking every every attribute, everything God is into the situation. But Jesus also has a response to the soul of every person and in the occupation of every believer, and is able to meet the particular need of every every one of them, because that's who he is. So I, I put together some names uh some occupations here and and if you're interested i can possibly give you the scriptures but for sake of time i'm not going to read all the scriptures but you know if you're an architect he's the chief cornerstone if you're an artist he's the one altogether lovely if you're an astronomer he is the sun and a morning star if you're a baker he is the living bread if you're a banker he's the unsearchable riches If you're a biologist, he is the life. If you're a botanist, he is the plant of the renown. If you're a bride, he's the bridegroom. If you're a builder, he's the sure foundation. If you're a carpenter, he's the nail and the door. If you're a Christian, he's the son of the living God. If you're a counselor, his name shall be called Counselor. If you're a drifter, he's an anchor. If you're a doctor or in the medical field, he's a great physician. If you're an educator, he's a superb teacher. If you're an engineer, he's the polished shaft and the living way. And if you're a farmer, he's the sower, the wheat, and the lord of harvest. Anybody fall into any of these categories yet? All right. If you're a florist, he's the rose of lily. If you're, if, you're, uh, uh, if, if you're friendless, he's a friend that's closer to a brother. If you're genealogists, genealogist, you know, people who study you know, your, your history, he is a name that's above every name. If you're a geologist, he is the book or he's the rock of ages. If you're heavy laden, he is rest. If you're herbalist, he is the cluster of the campfire and the root of Jesse. If you're a horticulturalist, he is a true and living vine. If you're a jeweler, he's the precious stone. If you're a judge, he is the righteous judge. If you're the juror, he is the faithful and true witness. Anybody got an occupation that this has fallen into yet? Let me see your hand, huh? Some of you already, how about that? This is why when we know who God is, And we begin to understand who he is. We begin to understand we're called for such a time as this. You know, every occupation that's out there, you know, he's already has a plan for. He plans you to be what you are today for most of us. You know, the young people come to me and say, Pastor, what's the will of God for my life? Well, I don't know. But a lot of time the will of God is based on what do you like to do? What do you like to do? You know? You could have the lowest paying job on the totem pole, but if you like it, you'll be successful. You know, what do you like to do? That's that's that God God will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, He put these desires, He created you for this. And when you begin to know Him, especially in the area of your occupation and what you're called to do, you can trust Him even in a greater way, knowing that you're in the right place. You're at that place called there. You're in that place where He's gonna supernaturally provide for you. There's great favor on your life when you're where God wants you to be. There's great favor on your life. So to the king, he says he's the king of kings. To the lawyer, he is a counselor, advocate, and lawgiver. To the lonely, he is an abiding uh, abiding companion. To the lover, he is the betrothed. To the metaphysician, he is the alpha and the omega. To the newspaper man, or the journalist, he is good tidings to the outcast he's a friend of sinners to the philanthropist he is the unspeakable gift of god to the philosopher he is the wisdom of god to the photographer he is the exact likeness to the pilgrim he is the way let's see here got some more going on here i think yes To the potter, he is the vessel of honor; to the preacher, he is the model of preachers and word to preach; to the ruler, he is the ruler of the kings of the earth; to the sailor, he is the master of the ocean and the sea; to the sculptor, he is the living stone; to the servant, he is the good master; to the shepherd, he is the lamb and good shepherd; to the sinner, he is one born the savior; to the slave, he is the redeemer, one who buys back; and to the nations. To the storm-tossed, he is the refuge in storms. To the student, he is the incarnate truth. To the theologian, he is the author and finisher of our faith. To the thirsty, he is the water of life. To the toiler, he is the rest giver. To the traveler, he is the guide. To the unclean, he is the fountain of cleansing. To the weak, he is the power of God. To the widow, he is the husband. And to the wise, he is wisdom. And to the zoologist... He is the Lion of Judah. So one of your occupation or whatever you're walking through, you're probably in, in, in some, you can relate to one of the things. And this is why he said to Peter, blessed are you, Peter. Blessed are you when you know who God is to you. Whatever he's called you to do, whatever occupation you're in, whatever season of life you're in, we need to know who he is in our lives. And that will enhance that anointing that's on our lives. I know that he's called me to be a pastor. I know that I know that I know that I know. And there are times that I'm tempted. You know, there are times. I mean, even, even at 62 years old, I thought, was well, there any way I can go back to school and uh, start where I was as a junior when I quit engineering school and finish this thing off and, and get a job as an engineer? I, I'm tempted. But I'd be so out of the will of God. Number one, I probably couldn't even take a calculus exam anymore. (laughs) You know, don't even know how I spell it. But anyway, much less pass it anymore. But anyway, I'm not at at that place, you know, educationally wise. I'm not studying. I'm not in that mode anymore. It'd be a big failure for my life, you know. But I know that I'm called to be a pastor. And I look to him who is you know, the author and the finisher of my faith. I look to him who is the word of God. I look to him, you know, that he is, you know, El Shaddai, the God who will take care of anything that he puts in our hearts to do for the kingdom of God. He's my provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. And I know we use Jehovah Jireh as he's my provider. And I understand that that's in the scripture, but he's more than our provider. He provided the sacrifice. And that sacrifice redeemed me. That sacrifice put me in right standing. You know, Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord my righteousness. That sacrifice sanctified me. Jehovah Makedesh, the God who sanctifies me. That sacrifice, the Lord uh, is my shepherd, Rohi, the Lord uh, Jehovah Rohi, and I shall not want or I shall not lack. Not only shall I not lack finances, but I won't lack joy. I won't lack peace. I won't lack... I won't lack uh, health. I won't lack anything that I have need of. I have more than enough because he's Jehovah-Rohi. And as you begin to understand who he is, especially in the area of what you're called to do, he'll become that to you. You know, I remember one time when I first started really getting my life right with God, and I was talking to my dad, you know, about a calling. I wasn't sure what a calling was, and he wasn't sure what a calling was, you know. And, you know, he said, you know, he said, God uses me. And my dad was the superintendent of maintenance of, of a power plant, of the nuclear power plant it was his last, last job out there, uh, but mostly uh, fossil fuel plants. And uh, he said, but, you know, God's called me to produce power. And, you know, I, I thought about that. He knew who he was supposed to do all his life. He worked for Union Electric until he retired all his life, one job after he got his engineering degree. He knew what he was called to do. And he felt like God used him to help bring electricity into your homes. And he was secure with that. Well, where do we get insecurity from? From not knowing who we are. Isn't that where real insecurity comes from? And when we begin to know who, what we're called to do, what God's called us to do, what our purpose is in life, and how he is there to be that in us and through us, then it throws all insecurity out the window, doesn't it? And so God's called you for such a time as this. You know, when I look at Ecclesiastic, when it says, well, there's a time to be born and a time to die, I I I believe there are certain dates that probably go in that category. But do I think that it was absolutely God's will, you know, for us to be born on the day that we were born? I don't know. But I know I'm born for such a time as this. This was my time to be in the world. This is my time to trust God. This is my time because he created me from the foundations of the world. Before the foundations of the world, he created me to be here for such a time as this. And I have to know my calling. I have to know my destiny. I have to know my purpose. And I have to know who God is for me, for me to fulfill that purpose. Amen. And so we go back to Peter. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. And from this point on, your name and your destiny has changed because you have an understanding of who I am. And who was Peter called to? The Jews. And what was Peter called to do? Share the gospel. To share the love of God. You're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. That's who Jesus became to Peter. What did Peter become to the Jewish people? An instrument of the Christ. The son of the living God. So whoever God is to you, that's what you're going to become to the world. And he's equipped you with his anointing for you to be what God's called you to be. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org, or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.